Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 our faith is a community faith it does best when it is in community as we'll see next As they say, there are no Lone Ranger Christians. We don't fly solo when we become a Christian. We become a part of the body of Christ. We become a part of a community. And that is what today's message is all about, being reminded of what it means to be a part of the family of God. From Solitary to Family is the title of our message, and it's taken right out of Scripture, found here in Psalm 68, verses 4 through 6. That is where we would invite you to join us as we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. He says, Let as many bondservants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be what? Blasphemed. And those who have believing masters... Let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. A bondservant means that you're serving and you're doing it as basically as a free will offering, meaning I'm doing this and no one's making me do this. Okay, that I've openly submitting myself as a bond servant and I'm I'm serving you. And this basically is is similar to what we would see and it's not the same thing, but I will say that when you're working on your job, you're doing that under your own free will. There's a reward for what you're doing. And so for all of us, we want to see that as we're serving out here and we're in the community, we're on our jobs, that we're doing things in such a way that God and his doctrine don't become blasphemed. It's a shame how many people have ran people away from Christ because of the way they served on their jobs. And I know we don't want to hear that. I know we think everything's the devil and everything is, you know, the, the, the devil's trying to block me. But you all know sometimes we're pushing people away from Christ because we're not doing things in the name of Christ. We're not fully representing him. There's misrepresentation. And that's pushing people away. Now, God defines what the real uh, representation looks like. Not the world. They can't tell us, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. No, we're telling you through the scripture what the Bible says it's supposed to look like. But it's supposed to look like that. When we bring a contradiction, this is why I love... Apostle Paul, as he's instructing Timothy, he says, Let as many as bondservants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. When we don't honor people that 
we're serving, we're honor people that we're under, then what happens is it creates confusion and it, and it, and it can stop and block our blessings from coming. I'll never forget. I was telling this story the other day. I was working for the Raiders and, uh, it was, it was like my, uh, third or fourth year, then my fourth year in the league, and I'm there. I had great first three years. I'm doing my thing, led the NFL, yards per carry, all this other stuff. So I'm walking around. I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and that is mighty burning fire. So I'm on fire. I'm on there. I'm over here, and I'm preaching to the team, and I'm doing this stuff. Then we got a new running back coach. I didn't know him. He didn't know me, but I knew I had been there before him. So he's so we're in the film room and he takes out the film and he said, Napoleon, you're not doing this right. And you're not doing this right. I thank God. I, I thank God for sports in my life, because being in a situation where someone is constantly looking at your performance. And telling you to do it right, do it, it's great for your character to, to build character and, to, and expose character. Because you know what? Let me say this to you. The eye in the sky don't lie. So the, t- the tape will tell you exactly what happened. So we're watching the tape, and I'm thinking I'm balling. You know, I'm just, oh, they, oh, these boys can't hang with me. I'm balling. Napoleon, you missed the block. You did this. Come on, man. You got, and I'm sitting in the, in the meeting room, and, and my flesh, I started breakdancing. <laughs> you know, my friends wasn't happy. I'm popping and locking, and, and I'm sitting there, and he, man, you went the wrong place. Why didn't you block Junior Seau? You got to use the right technique. And he's rewinding it and rewinding it and rewinding it and then rewinding it. I'm like, oh, just go on to the next play. <laughs> now, listen, y'all. And so, so I'm, I'm, I got to the point where I was fed up with this, all right, because I felt like he was picking on me. So I said, I'm going to my prayer room. I'm going to tell on him. I went to my prayer room. I get in there. I'm praying hard. Lord, you need to get this guy out of here. This guy is trying to come in here and mess up. I had peace, Lord. My peace is gone. I'm praying for peace. I'm rebuking the devil. I'm, Lord, he needs to stop. He just keeps picking on me. I didn't do nothing wrong. And the Lord said, that's you. And you have pride in your heart. You have pride in your heart. And he is being used as an instrument to help you to see this area. You need to stop blaming everybody and take responsibility for what you did and what you're doing. And so I said, man, man, my goodness. You know, so I'm sitting there in my prayer room and God just just got a hold of me. I'll just say that. I got up the next day and I went to practice. And I said, Skip, I said, I need to talk with your coach. And he was like, what's, what's going on? Are you all right? I said, man, I just want to ask you to forgive me. He said, I, I said, I was praying last night. And uh, I didn't tell him I was praying to get him fired. <laughs> but I was praying last night. And God, was, and, God, and, God, and God was telling me that I got pride in my heart, man, and I, and I need to change. He was like, what? I said, God told me, man, you know, 
I want to ask you to forgive me because I don't feel like I was being a good representative of the Lord. Every time you tried to correct me, every time you tried to change, you know, the deal with, with the tape and stuff like that, I could see I was wrong. But, I, you know, the bottom line is I want to ask you to forgive me, and you will never hear me complain about this again. You correct me, help me to become a better player and a better person. And I, and I, and I told him that, right? He looked like he saw a ghost. And Coach Skip, he's still, he's, and he's still in the NFL right now. And he could tell you this story. And he said, man, I really appreciate it, man. And I made sure for the next three years as he coached me, I never gave him a problem. If he corrected me on something, I said, Lord, I got I to do what I got to do. And because I realized that I wasn't just representing me. I'm representing the Lord. Skip has been to this church. He tells people about this story. He told me he was, he was coaching for the Dallas Cowboys, and now I think he's at the Rams. He told, he's at the Rams. He told people about this story. People told me that he told them. Man, Skip Pete was talking about you. you know, the bottom line is this. At some point in time, we have to realize that as much as your feelings may be hurt, never forget that your response to what you're dealing with does not just represent you. You can cause the name of God and his doctrine to be blasphemed because of the way in which we're serving in the community, are serving on our jobs, working with people. Then he goes down and he says, if you're serving under someone that's a believer, he says, don't despise them because they're a brethren, but rather serve them because of, because those who are benefited are believers and beloved, teach and exhort these things. We think that just because somebody's a believer that they got to lower the standard for us. Man, you're supposed to be a Christian. Come on, let me slide. I'm like, nah, we got to make some money. You're going to work hard. And But people despise them. You know, why am I working on this guy? Man, Lord, how come you don't bless me like him? Why am I serving under him? People have this jealousy and envy. And why has God lifted them up? He's not lifting me up. And they despise the people that God has blessed to be a blessing to them. And then other believers are benefiting from their prosperity and blessing. And then God has brought us into that blessing. And then we start despising them. Or start trying to take advantage of them. Is if God needs to lower the standard for us. But as children, we have to remember that we're bearing his name. And he's brought us into something. And if one person in the family is blessed, then praise God, I'm blessed. And if God is lifting that person up, then God, thank you for lifting him up. Because it's all advancing your kingdom and the family is being blessed. Can I have an amen? We got to get rid of this crab mentality. Somebody's going up and we want to try to tear them down in some way. Hey, if God is blessing a church around the corner or down the street or down the block, praise God. Is the kingdom of God advancing? That's all I want to know. Is somebody getting saved? Is somebody getting filled with the Holy Ghost? Is somebody getting to know Jesus? But we see here that when we refuse to do this, we, we cause the name of God and his doctrine to be blasphemed. And it's not right to God. Go to Hebrews chapter 6. The good thing about this is when we do what we do, 
to advance the cause of Christ, to advance his name, to promote who he is, to promote God the Father. He sees it. He sees it. And then he reward us openly. Look at verse 9. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, the things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name. In that, you minister to the saints and do minister. He says, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. God is not, listen, when it comes to God, he doesn't forget our labor of love which we have shown towards his name. He knows that we're doing what we're doing in his name and, and he doesn't forget it. He knows exactly the timing that is necessary for your promotion. He's not unjust. He's faithful. He's fair. Everybody has their own timetable, though. We have to continue, and everyone has their own test. But we have to continue in the faith. We have to continue in patience. We have to continually do those things that reflect him and show the world that you're not just some religious person passing through life. That Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is really fixed in your heart and in your life. This is your lifestyle. That you're not a person that just attends church. That no, I've been born into the family of God. This is my lifestyle. And patience, patience is what, and faith is what helps to prove and to show people and also yourself that, man, I'm serious about this. How long you been waiting on the Lord to free you? I don't know how long I've been waiting, but I'm going to keep on waiting until God does it, what he's going to do. And I'm going to stick with God. Can I have an amen? That's what happens. Through faith and patience, you inherit your promises. We can't say we're on fire for God and we, we, we stay obedient for two days. We want to be imitators of those who faith and patience inherit the promises. You know how long it took Noah before he saw the rain? Do you know how long it was for the children of Israel to get to the promised land and into the promised land? Then when they got to the promised land that God had promised, they had to fight for it. I could go, go on and on with stories about through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. But while we're going through that process, God is dealing with something in us. But then he's also going to see, he's also trying to see, are they going to represent themselves or are they going to represent me? Do they care about the family name enough that they will not compromise their character and integrity to shoot up the corporate ladder? Will they be patient and will they have faith and will they continue to go for i god hasn't forgot about us he's not unjust he knows that we have ministered to the saints and do minister that, that, that we have showed the love towards his name by ministering to each other not gossiping about each other not lying about each other but ministering to each other 
and helping each other through. God sees that this is all a part of representing the family name. And he's not unjust. He is just. He's faithful. Your time will come. It's going to pop for you. But stay faithful. There's going to be times when you're going to feel like your back is against the wall. You have pressure that you have never felt before. And you're going to feel like, God, here I am standing right here with my arms raised in front of this Red Sea. And I've never seen any Red Sea part before. And I don't know what you're going to do, but I know that you told me to stand right here. And as you keep standing, all of a sudden, something starts shaking. And something starts breaking. And something starts moving. And something starts parting. And then all of a sudden, you, oh, my God, all of a sudden, you start seeing seeing something happen in your situation that you never thought could happen. But God, look at your neighbor and tell him, but God. But God. Through his faith and patience, he inherits a problem. God will break the door open for you. But don't start lying. Don't start cheating. Don't start messing around. Don't start fornicating. Don't get into the streets. Don't go back to the club. Don't go back to the bar. Just wait on the Lord. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as, whoa, somebody need to praise God. right? You got to wait. He's not unjust. He's faithful. And let's end with this. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4. He's taking the solitary and he's bringing them into families. We got to develop the family mindset. You are carrying his name. You don't just represent yourself. I don't just represent myself. Look what he says here in verse 12. He says in verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial that is which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ. If you are reproached for the name of Christ. There's going to be times in your life where you're going to be reproached. And it's not because of your name. It's because you were baptized in his name. And you have identified with him. And you are walking with him. And his name is upon you. And you have access to his name. And there's power in his name. There's going to be times, yes, in life where the devil is going to throw an all-out assault against you. Because who you're connected to. He says, if you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed. But on your part, he is glorified. But then he says this, but let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. I'm just going to leave that there. He says, yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Let us not be ashamed. That's one of the things that people, and, and hey, listen, when it comes to church, there's going to be times when people do need to get in your business because we got to live right before God. 
Can I have an amen, y'all? But this is the point, though. We have to realize there's going to be times when we are going to suffer. He says it here. He says, and there's going to be a shame that the devil is going to try to put up on us. Oh, you running with those Christians, huh? Why are you running with those guys? Those people think that they're holy. Oh, so you don't want to go. You don't want to. You can't go anymore. Man, you better save for a week. Now you're thinking you Moses. You know how people do you. Who do you think you are? You know, you know one scripture. They'll try to tell you and, and they'll start, they'll go through this. And then the devil will try to put shame on us. Yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't be, I shouldn't go that far, you know. God loves everybody, you know, I shouldn't go that far. And the devil will try to make you feel ashamed. And what he'll do is, now watch this, he'll, he'll try to get us to go back into isolation. Back into solitary. Confinement. So that he can beat us up and tell us how worthless we are and how lonely we are and how we don't have nothing and how we're never going to be anything. The devil will try to isolate you again. He'll try to do it from the church. But how many know the devil is a liar? Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this manner. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. We are the house of God. And God is going to judge us. He's going to deal with us. He says, for the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will, where will the ungodly and a sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. Saints, all of us in this room, whether we realize it or not, we needed the family of God. And he takes the solitary places into families. God teaches us how to get into our tribe, if you will, from a spiritual standpoint and navigate through this life so we can mature and we can grow and we can become everything that God's purpose for our lives. No one in this room, no one in this room has God caused to be desolate, lonely, forsaken, outcast, and without friends. That's not his purpose for our lives. He wants to bring us into the church the pillar and ground of the truth, and help us to establish healthy, godly relationships. And I mean, and, I, and, and later on, in a couple weeks, I'm also going to be talking about how the Bible tells us to relate to each other as to brothers and sisters, as to family, and, and how God has ordained this thing and established things. You, you don't come to church, and it's, it's sad, people come to church, and this isn't a hookup joint. This isn't a substitute for the club. You better start looking at that girl like she's your sister first. And then if God breathed on the thing, then praise the Lord. You ladies too. Don't try to. I hear y'all. Amen. Amen. What about y'all? <laughs> new brother coming to church. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on now. Go. <laughs> I'm talking to all y'all. <laughs> 
You better see him as your brother first. And if God breathed on that thing, praise the Lord. But we don't relate to each other like that. We got to get it right. And then let God be glorified. Can I have an amen? And as we do this, the world is going to see us as the people of God and say, man, what must I do to be saved? And then we can start telling them about our father and how we have a legacy that Jesus laid, the apostles laid, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the patriarchs, that man, I've been born into the kingdom and God is my father. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.